Hey, dear, did you have your mind robbed? <laughs> really? That's how you want to start this? <laughs> really? <laughs> you got anything else to say? Episode 45! No, you legitimately were like, robot. hold on, let me think about how to start this. And came up with that. What happens in the mind robber, dear? <sighs> fucking hate you <laughs> there's lava and it's still happening and they leave and numbers are going up in the TARDIS and everything's going horrible up. and danger numbers and they might be stuck but they're not going to suffocate and they decide to use the emergency unit but it moves them out of reality so that's scary and <laughs> apparently when they land they're nowhere and the doctor goes into the power supply room, and I thought he said the pie room. It's fine. Zoe <laughs> wants just to... very hungry. Yes. Zoe wants to go outside and see what's outside the TARDIS, but don't do that. And there's some bagpipes on the TV, and it shows them, Jamie, that he's in Scotland. So he's like, oh, we should go outside. And then Zoe walks in and goes, actually, it's my home, so we should go outside. And they're like, no, it wasn't. And he's like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> And so he goes to tell the doctor. And Zoe sees her home on the uh, TV again. And he's like, you know what, I'll just open the door and go outside. And she disappears. And then (laughs) Jamie and the doctor go, no! And And Jamie follows her. And the TARDIS beeps a lot. And the fucking, there's a humming and the doctor's like, I'll fight it. And Zoe is in this big empty room. <laughs> Jamie runs up to her, and apparently there's nothing here. And then they get lost and don't know where the TARDIS is. But if they shout, okay, you you say it's a room. It's a white void. Yeah, it looks like a room. Okay, it looks like a room purely because in standard definition in 2020, you're able to see the, the line the where the wall. Yes, you're able to see the corners, but it's meant to be a white void. Okay. Okay, I'll trust you. Um, but who or where is the person that tried to get them out of the TARDIS? And if they shout, the doctor will hear them and help them. And he does, but he uses fighting the noises. And then something walks up towards them that looks like a robot, but they don't see it. And then Zoe's like, oh, I see my home. And then Jamie also sees his home and Zoe fucking slaps him. And then they, (laughs) (laughs) and then they turn around and run into some box robot boys. And they see another Zoe and Jamie in white outfits beckoning them and the doctor's like don't and then the voice tells the doctor to follow them and he's like i don't wanna but then he walks outside anyway and starts to talk to them in their brains to get them to come back and then the robots do some swoop de boops and the doctor drags everybody back into the tardis and they try to fly away and they're quote-unquote safe maybe and the doctor mentions that there was a voice and the danger meter goes over a thousand and then (gasps) jamie's having a nap and hearing horses and the meter says 990, and Jamie goes, ha! And he talks about a unicorn chasing him down. And then they look over and see the doctor, and he's, like, got a migraine. And that's weird. And it... <laughs> There's a sound going through the TARDIS, and they're like, oh, it's an alien sound. And then he yells at them to really concentrate. And then the TARDIS does a spin, and then explodes. While Jamie and Zoe sit on the console while it spins around... And then they see the doctor, and she screams, and that's the episode. <laughs> this is welcome to the mind robber. This is 
absolutely <sighs> one of one of, if not my absolute favorite episode from the sixties. Mm. It is. There is so many good things about it. Um, so this first episode, because the Dominators was meant to be six episodes, but then got written down to five episodes. Um, this episode had to was originally four episodes, but had to be written up to five because, yeah. you know, they needed to have that extra slot. This mm-hmm. entire first episode was basically written by the production staff. Oh. Because, like, they already had the story written, so they basically took how they, how they got to wherever they're going in the second episode mm-hmm. um, and expanded upon it and did a whole heap of, like, borderline artistic imagery and concepts that, like, a lot of it's still low budget, but it's like, you'd expect maybe one of those to turn up in an episode of Doctor Who, not, like, all of them in a single episode part. Uh-huh. It's like, it's crazy the amount of things that they do in just this first episode. Um, but yeah, uh, a a working title for this one also, uh, just so you know, was either The Fact of Fiction or Manpower. Uh-huh. Um, some scripts still exist where it's titled Manpower. Um, they also had like individual episode titles for it called Manpower, Another World, and The Fact of Fiction, and another one, but they didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. Even though individual episode titles hadn't been used since like The Gunfighters, which was like season three. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what happens in episode two, dear? There they go. That's. <laughs> there they go. Well, the TARDIS has been exploded. Where do they go from here, dear? Um, they're and the, a... do- the doctor's floating on a chair in the yeah. middle of nothing. There, we see a place with licorice wall things, trees. I don't know. And Jamie, and Jamie sees. A... Okay, this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna preface it. My notes are really, really disjointed until like chapter like four. <laughs> so, just bear with us. We see a place with licorice walls. Jamie turns and sees a red coat. He pulls out a knife, gets shot, and turns to cardboard. Zoe's still looking for him. Sees some trees and a wall and a door. Says she's trapped, but she's not. There's a door. She walks out, falls to her death. A man in a room goes, excellent, good, where's the doctor? And then there's two voices (laughs) talking about him being under his control. And the doctor's still fighting it in the licorice. And he stands up really scared. And he hears everyone screaming and goes, don't yell at the same time. And... It's really, like, creepy, and then the evil man tells someone to search and find the doctor, and another voice says light, and then there's light, and then the doctor says thank you, and then there's a mean old-looking robot pair that walk past, and the doctor tries again to find Jamie and Zoe. And then there's a man with a gun, and he's English, but he's also speaking Lilliputin, and Latin, and German, and French, and he's from 1699, and he has no companions, and the doctor's... Asks where he is, and he's like, I don't know, man. And the doctor asks for help, and he's like, yeah, sure. But then he says, the the master says, no, you're a traitor, so bye. And then he fucking disappears. <laughs> then some children come up and ask a ch- about the chicken crossing the road and a whole bunch of other riddles. <laughs> and one kid has a fucking sword that he puts to his throat. And he... <sighs> And he answers that riddle, so they throw the sword up, and then the sword comes back down, and it's a book. It's a dictionary with words, and then the, the kids disappear. 
And the doctor also finds cardboard Jamie. He goes, hmm. And then there's a safe and a wishing wand. He goes, well, I wish I believed in wishes. And the well laughs at him. Well, he throws the dictionary down the well. And then the letters M and T are crossed out and floating in space. And then there's also H on a palm. It's a puzzle. And it says, Jamie is safe and well. <laughs> Hooray! So Jamie's safe and well, right? But his face disappears and they, the doctor has oh, no. to recreate it. And so he's like, yeah, these are the eyes. This is Jamie's nose, obviously. And when he's done, it's not Jamie. He did the face wrong. And he's stuck with it for now. And then he mentions that the TARDIS fell to bits and the doctor's like, fuck! And Zoe is trapped and they need to help. And so they find a door and they solve a riddle and they say, what is a door? When it's not a door, it's a jar. And then she's in a giant jar. And then they need to get her out. And here we are. We need to fix your face, Jamie. Um, who the fuck are you? And then they are in a place where nothing is impossible. And so they've been walking around a whole bunch, and now they're really tired, so Jamie climbs up one of the trees. Well, remember what the Doctor says specifically. A realm of unreality. Yes, it's Kingdom Hearts! <laughs> um, so they climb one of the trees, and Jamie looks down and goes, Oh, this isn't a tree, it's the letter S. And actually, there's a whole bunch of other letters all over the place. It's a forest of words. That's weird. And we're not going to say my next line, because that's a fucking... It's, mm, it's a say land it, of fiction. It. Okay, it's all fucking stories. It is literally all stories and fiction and unreality in Kingdom Hearts. I just wanted to fucking like have that one spoiler come up like when it comes up, but fine. But also, Jamie sees a way out. So they head that way. And the doctor meets that one dude with the gun again and goes, Sup? And the guy's like, Sup? And they talk for a while. And then there's a noise of the robot things, and they're like, Hey... Keep us safe, we're gonna hide. And the ro robots go straight up to the dude, and he's like, Hey, guys, uh, there's no one here uh, looking straight at where they're hiding. And apparently he can't see them, and the soldier robots take everybody away. But then while they're yep. walking, they stop. Where are they? They're in this giant black room. In black void. Sorry. And there's a sound <laughs> of a horse galloping. And it gets closer. And then Jamie's freaking out because it's a unicorn and it's going to kill Jamie. And the doctor's like, no, stand your ground. And Jamie's like, fuck. And Zoe's like, what the hell? We're going to die. And then that was the episode. <laughs> so, first we'll deal with the horse. Uh-huh. You noticed it while we were watching it. The horse was meant to be white. Mm -hmm. But when it when they got the horse on the day, it was brown. So they resorted to covering the horse in white makeup in an attempt to try and make it white. Okay, that's one way to go about it. <laughs> Listen, it was like, a, okay, we've got the horse, we're getting ready to... Why the fuck is the horse brown? <laughs> God damn it. Okay. <laughs> Oh. This is <laughs> so. Uh, this is a a a quite favorite of um of nearly everyone who was involved in it. They love this episode so much so that this um this episode was chosen to be a selected one to be rerun in the nineties, uh -huh. which is why some people may be more familiar with it. Um, 
it's also Patrick Troughton's favourite, and it's also Wendy Padbury's favourite, the uh, one who played Zoe. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Zoe, uh, when the author originally wrote the serial, uh, Victoria's replacement hadn't been created yet within the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he wrote a generic female companion by the name of Zoe. Uh, the producer ni- liked the name so much that they just, you know, kept it for her <laughs> whenever yeah. they, like, had uh, a, um, a companion come up. Yeah, that... Like, as someone who's actually written a few things, like the the visual novel, for example, um, just coming up with, like, bullshit just to, like, fill space, a lot of that tends to just stick. And I don't know why, but it does. Right? So, Hamish Wilson, the man who is Jamie now, Mm -hmm. forever, um, he's Jamie because Jamie got chicken pox. (laughs) Ah! So... (laughs) That's, like, it's this entire thing that, like, makes sense within the story completely, but mm-hmm. it's only there because Jamie's actor got chicken pox. Like, uh-huh. it's like, oh, okay. I mean, it works, but okay. Um, the actor who uh, replaced him uh, basically was like, I, I've, I'm somewhat familiar with the show and, like, watched a few episodes with Jamie before, which, of course, came in handy considering he was basically called to called in to play it on, like, real short notice. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, Jamie was in episode one, for fuck's sake. That's how bad it was. Like, it was real quick. Anyway, episode three, what happens, dear? Uh, so they scream a whole bunch, and then the doctor's like, scream that it doesn't exist! And it stops, and it turns into cardboard. But the cardboard is a white horse, so there's that. Um, then the soldiers come back, uh, but they're being, being let go, and then they're walking through a room full of spider webs and string, and Jamie sees a red coat again, tries to attack him, gets shot, loses his face again. And <laughs> the doctor's like, okay, let's put him back together. And Zoe's like, okay. And the doctor's like, these, like, let me pick these eyes. And Zoe's like, doctor, like, staring at him like he's obviously just trying to make whatever face he wants. And Well, no, she, she she's going like, He's like, oh, 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 I've done this before. And she's like, wait a minute. You're the reason his face is wrong. And he's like, well, listen, it's hard, okay? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, we'll do it right this time. He's like, this is Jamie's eyes. And Zoe's just like, no, it's not, Doctor. No, it's not. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, okay. Yeah. He he did seem like he wanted to like just try whatever. Because he was like, oh, okay. Sort of thing with the eyes. Um. Anyway, they, Jamie gets his face back, and they go into a door, and which goes into a room. The door closes behind them. There's four tunnels, a ball of twine. It's a maze. And the door's locked, so they have to go inside. Lots of walls, less twine, more spiders. Oh, boy. They run out of twine. Jamie tries to mention it. Doctor says, shut the fuck up. We're talking. Um, so instead, the doctor and Zoe explore further, and Jamie is to stay there. Then, oh, my God. The Zoe and doctor make it to the middle of the maze, but it's weirdly empty here, and someone was here, it's a skeleton, with an animal roaring in the distance, it's the Minotaur, and then it shows up, and they have to just think that it's not real, and Jamie goes after them, <laughs> and then a soldier comes by, only have ja- only to have, <coughs> Jesus, fuck, Jamie, hold on, one sec, vamp for me, come on. Uh, Jamie, uh, played by uh, Fraser Hines, who is a lovely man, and fun fact, isn't actually Scottish at all. He's English. Oh, fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, so, Jamie tries to go after them. A soldier comes up. Jamie throws his vest over it, and so it can't see, and he runs away. The soldier gets it off, 
and then just kind of like walks after him while the Minotaur advances on the Doctor and they scream that it's not real and it poofs away. Jamie, they go off to find Jamie, find his jacket, know that he's fucked off. Zoe wears it. And then a guy, the guy, the gun guy shows up and says, hey, what's up? And they talk about a whole bunch of stuff and where he comes from. And he's like, the doctor's like, hmm, are you from Nottingham? Hi, Gulliver. How was your travels? <laughs> what? What, what? What are you saying, dear? I'm saying that his name was Gulliver and he had some travels. What? Yeah. Um, so he apparently also can't speak any words that Swift, the writer of the book, didn't write in the book, which I actually found really fucking interesting. I'm gonna admit. It's it's even better than that. I'm gonna... I, I was gonna include this in the end of the episode, but I want to tell you right now. Every single bit of dialogue of his in this episode is a line from Gull yeah. like Gulliver's Travels. Yeah. Like, every single line. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's so, like... This episode's full of fucking creativity. I love well, it. Well, it's, it's a little thing that they didn't have to do, but because they did, it is, like, elevated. So. Yeah. 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 So they're, so they're like, okay, well, why are we here? And Jamie is running around, and the soldier's chasing him, and Jamie's like, you know what? I'll just climb this rock. They can't climb. They can't look up. They're pigs. <laughs> and so climbs the rock. And then there's a lot more rocks up top. So he's like, huh, that's weird. If only I had a rope, and then someone throws him a rope, and he goes up the rope, and he goes huh. towards the tower, and then it's there's a voice going, "Ow, don't pull that hard!" And it's Rapunzel. That's a hell of a rope that Jamie climbs, <laughs> and then he, of course, meets her in the tower and asks, "She's like, are you a prince? You're really cute." And he's like, "No, I'm the son of a piper." And she's like, "Oh, that's a shame. Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> he's like, "No, I need to actually oh. come through the window." And then he goes through the window, and it's a completely different room. It's, like, really weird and science-y, and he turns on a machine and it shows Treasure Island, and then there's also an audiobook of another book, Little Women, and then there's other books nearby, and everything is books, and then there's also a machine making a book about them, and he's talking about how in the middle of the maze there's a dangerous new thing waiting for the Doctor and Zoe, and it's a statue on the other side of the room. It's actually Medusa. And the Doctor and Zoe are going to try to fight it super hard and not get turned to stone. And Zoe's a little bitch about it, talking about how she absolutely has to look at it. And then that was the episode. <laughs> Having fun? Keep going, because we'll get to that. I'm, 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 just, I, I'm just like, you, you seem out of breath. I, um, I'm out of breath because I'm talking really fast. You are. You really are. But, um... <laughs> so, the, the writer uh, felt a bit like an imposter, because he mm -hmm. wasn't initially a science fiction writer. The um, script editor, however, reassured him in a letter uh, saying, basically, leave the pure science fiction and monster bits to those with unoriginal minds. I'll still be around to discuss ideas with you if you want to, like, confer with an almost permanently stoned associate <laughs> basically like like i'm here for you buddy like don't worry about like fucking monsters and alien concepts just like yeah. write what you want to write and we'll fit it into the fucking story yeah um the script editor actually made a lot of introductions to this that were a really good idea like first of all instead of the soldiers initially it was just going to be the white robots again yeah um but the the script editor was like hey maybe these creatures should in fact be like life-sized 
soldiers, what they are. Um, and he wanted to hold off their on-screen appearance until the end of the episode, so it was, like, a little bit of a surprise on what they actually were. Um, so instead, he had, like, the children ask the Doctor riddles, so it's, like, it, little elements got added here and there to make the episode more, sort of, better, <laughs> in a sense. Yeah. Um, this episode really is unique in that no other episode this season is like this in a, like, so many ideas packed into one thing. Like, this mm-hmm. is a really uniquely written episode. Um, in a good way. Um, but I mean, that was, that was what you get with Doctor Who, with every single person, essentially, who's writing it being a different person, almost. Um, you get so many different written stories. Anyway, next episode, what happens, dear? So he's like, she's real, she's touching me, I have to look at her for some reason, and Jamie is still reading the book being written, and talks about a sword at the Doctor's feet, and he's like, okay, cool. Uh, but the doctor doesn't follow what is being said, and instead he pulls out a mirror so they can look at her, and she stops moving. I don't really understand. It's whatever. Uh, Jamie is walking around and giving a warning, and a, a warning is sent uh, out to say, like, hey, there's people here. And then Gulliver shows up, and he's like, hey, uh, keep me safe. And he hides in a wall. Your companions are safe, by the way, but if I'm found, I'm gonna die. Gulliver still doesn't fucking see him. And the robots just fuck off. Jamie tries Yay. to leave through the window again. Gulliver is being a little shit. Uh, the Doctor and Zoe are hanging out and avoiding explosions from a gun of someone named Carcass. And the Doctor t- talks about how his dun- <laughs> gun doesn't exist and it poops away. But because the Doctor has never heard of him, he can't say he's fictional. And then there's a fight and Zoe fucking kicks his ass and like flips him around and shit and fucking owns him and it's great. And then yeah. Zoe tells him, like, hey, I beat you and you have to listen to me. So, like, pay attention, bitch. Like, take us to the Citadel. And it's just so good. And then <laughs> so tells him to run along, snaps again when they're done. And he's like, all right, I obey and walks off. And then at the door, the doctor rings the doorbell, pretends to, to be Carcass and gets inside. Jamie is confused what's happening. Gulliver is still being a little shit. Apparently there's like a laser thing in the door when the doctor and Zoe show up, so they jump over it. Gulliver keeps going, hey, don't be here, don't disobey the master, then leaves. Jamie mentions he read all about their adventures and the doctor understands. Zoe, of course, moves to run off and trips the laser thing. Because Gulliver isn't real, he didn't trip it. And so they decide to wait for the robot so they can talk to the master. They get walked into the next room, and there's the master, and everything's dark, and he seems very happy to see them. He works for another power, but he's a writer who originally wrote for a cereal box, and that's why he's here. And the big old crystal goes off, and... Yes? No, 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 you go, you go. And he says he has to write a whole bunch of stuff. He likes also being here, and everything here is a masterpiece since the beginning of time that humans have ever made. Zoe and Jamie slip away to go look around, and apparently, the intelligence is using him to write stories and things, because the intelligence has no imagination, only human beings do. That's why he's gotta be here, and they need him. And the doctor is to replace him because the writer isn't young anymore. He's gonna die. (laughs) Jamie and Zoe are chased around by some robots while the intelligence is yelling at the doctor. He offers their life in return for Zoe and Jamie. 
um, or for him to work with them, and they're being zapped in some shit and then squished into a fucking book and they die. Yep. That's the episode. That's the episode. It is a great book, though. It's like an actual, like, giant... My, my, my favorite thing about that giant book prop is that it's not just, like, the pages aren't, like, a single block. Mm-hmm. You can actually see the single pages move within it. Like, yeah. that's always my biggest pet peeve whenever there's, like, a book prop. Like, you can obviously see that the pages aren't singular. Yeah. Again, they went that extra mile. Um, speaking of extra mile, so... God, there's so many references to so many different, like, bits of literature and media in this. Um, specifically, like, 18th and 19th century literature, because, you know, copyright was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, initially, they wanted Zorro. Um, they wanted to have Zorro instead of, I believe, the carcass. Um, but uh, they, you know, couldn't because of copyright. Also, another quotation from another from uh, some sort of poem was meant to be in there, but uh, again, copyright, they couldn't. So that's why this seems to be sort of the way it is. Uh, very old fiction. Um, also, with uh, the Zoe fight with the carcass, Wendy Padbury actually says she kind of is dissatisfied with the fight because the, um, the, the stuntman who was meant to be... Who, who was she was doing the fight with mistimed one of the, the flips... So, it, it, like, it very obviously doesn't look like she's actually doing anything. and mm-hmm. But, like, because of the nature of that era of the show, they couldn't, you know, do any retakes or edit it. So it's like, what they had, they just had to go with it. Um, yeah, she's always been like, I wish it could have been done a little bit better. Um, but, uh, yeah, there, there's... Um, uh, all, the, all the fictional depictions... There are a lot of fictional depictions of real people in here as well. Sort of like, uh, like Medusa is a fictionalized version of what is possibly a real person at some point. Or, you know, certain other characters that appear in this episode. But in the, in the episode, they actually go with the, the, the sort of fictional actual depictions of them instead of trying to make them historically accurate because, you know, it's meant to be fiction. Um, you know continuing with that especially mm-hmm. when we get to a certain character that is in a sequence that i just absolutely love anyway what happens in the next episode uh yeah that's it okay cool mm-hmm. um next episode the invasion um cool yeah so they're being turned into fictional characters but if the doctor switches with the guy he could change that and he he's like no and the controller's like oh okay well and yep. so he sends the robots in to make him do it by force, and the doctor runs away. And then Jamie and Zoe show up with the doctor and mentions the TARDIS is still blown apart, but then Zoe mentions she's tired and needs to sit down. But they're repeating themselves, like the words that they're saying haven't been written yet. And then the doctor doctor walks over and finds something called the master tape, and he's like, I'm going to rewrite this. So he goes, I need Carcass's strength. And then Carcass appears and rips the thing open. Then brings a rope, it's Rapunzel, he climbs down, <coughs> inside is the master writing thing, which he types a bunch before stopping, and he's like, wait, if I continue, I'll turn myself into fiction, and if I do that, I can't win. So he climbs out the hole again. And then the kids surround the doctor and scream a whole lot while the doctor freaks out. And the controller commands Zoe and Jamie that the doctor is the worst possible monster that they've ever met. 
<gasps> Back at the doctor, he's trying to figure out what to do while the fiction people are all around him hanging out. Then the doctor sees the TARDIS, gets excited. Jamie and Zoe slip out of it. They're saved. But then he goes inside and it's fake and the doctor's now trapped. <clears throat> oh no. It's poofed away to the controller's room. The plan is to control the entire Earth to adjust their brains like sausages. Yes, <laughs> like sausages. Uh, the doctor Sausages! Mm -hmm. Like links in a chain! Yes. The doctor is part of the brain now, so he can't do anything about it. But he's like, if you couldn't control me then, you don't deserve me now. And so he imagines real hard and makes Jamie and Zoe think for themselves. Back at the book, Jamie and Zoe are getting out. The, the soldiers are sent after them, so the doctor has no choice. He then brings Carcass to the rescue, and he destroys the soldiers. But then Carcass is facing the Jamie and Zoe and fighting them. And then they go back and forth, and they summon D'Artagnan, and, and fucking Jamie and Zoe slip down Rapunzel's hair, and then the fighters disappear, and it's Sir Arthur on a horse, and Blackbeard, and then... Uh, Lancelot. <sighs> it's was Lancelot it? on a horse. I thought it was yes. Sir Arthur. Sir Lancelot. He goes, Sir Lancelot, in full armor. Oh, okay, I thought it was Sir Arthur. Um, and then Master wants to destroy the Doctor now, because he's gonna overpower him, and the controller's like, no, please, I need him. So the doctor is to be killed, and the doctor tries to direct them, but he can't make himself fiction, so that sucks. Joey and Zamy want- Joe- Zoe? Joey and Zamy? Zoe and Jamie want to overload the computer, so they push a bunch of buttons, and the computer goes, oh no. And then the doctor rips off the brain hat thing well, from the well, controller, on, and he faints. No, I'm almost on. done. The writer no, is like- on. Zoe's pushing the buttons. Jamie's yeah. slapping the console. Yes. Yes, that is true. Um, the writer's like, who are you? And then they're like, well, if the computer's destroyed, everything will go back to reality, right? And then we see the TARDIS fly back together, and that was the episode. <laughs> so, real quick, just before anyone who's, like, watched a little bit of classic Doctor Who, before they start to think, hang on a minute, is this... So, the master here is actually short for, like, the master of the land, and he, he's not the master that we're about to meet in a few years' time. Mm -hmm. um, he's a completely different character. They just call him the master here because he's, like, the master of this realm. Yeah. Um, anyway, the mind robber. Mm. How did you go, dear? <laughs> did you like... What do you think? Joey and Zamy. First and foremost, what do you think? I think. I'll be honest, I think this is a 9 or a 10 for you. I, I legitimately think you enjoyed this. This is legitimately the type of chaos I live for. <laughs> this is absolutely the type of bullshit chaos I live for. Fucking 9.5, 9 out of 10, let's go. <laughs> it's not perfect. The second part of the episode is a little laggy, like with Medusa and there all that. The only, but... the only thing that I really take issue with the, in this episode is the completely out of character bit where Zoe just for some reason is like, well, let's go through this door then and then we'll solve everything out and completely forgets the alarm. Yeah. It's like, that's the one thing that I'm like, I wish this wasn't that. Yeah. Other than that, this is absolutely for me a perfect episode. Yeah, I, I'm up there. there. There's there's a few things that I'm just like, nah, I'm okay, but um, it's up there. Congrats. You actually got a nine out of me. Well, actually, this is the second nine. Is it? What was the first? Uh, the first one was episode 16. 
Which, which was... The Chase. Remind me what Remember The Chase when, is. Uh, Barbara and Ian are being chased by Daleks and they find a time oh. machine and they go back. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is actually the second nine that you've you've uh, given so far. Yeah. You've given a few eights. You've given four, four, five, five eights so far, but only two mm-hmm. nines. And a few ones. A few ones. And one zero. <laughs> yep. We, we all know what that one was. Hmm. Are you sure? Because it's hard to tell. It's the fucking underwater menace. I don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> you want to forget that ever existed, don't you? Forget what? Exactly. So, the mind robber. I, I honestly, this is this is one that I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you even thought for a second that like this was like worth interesting in any sort of way, I highly recommend you pick this up. However, you can. It'll probably be on iTunes or Amazon as a digital if you want that, or even just pick up the fucking DVD. It is such a crazy episode with so much creativity put into it. It's so much fun. You won't regret it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, like, honestly, you don't need to really know the rest of Doctor Who, because, like, the entire episode is taken out of the Doctor Who universe. It's literally set in a pocket universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I highly recommend if you can. Um, anyway, the next episode, fun fact, is actually the very first DVD that I bought of Doctor Who, and is also one of, if not my favourite, episode from the 60s. But I know you probably won't like it as much... Well, I know you definitely won't like it as much as this one. Um, you don't say. eight episodes long. Right, that is the next one we're doing. Yes. And it's. I promise it's it it's not as bad as as the other long ones that we've done. It it actually has some substance to it. It's not as bad as like, uh, what was a really long one that was terrible that you hated? Uh, well, we didn't get to watch that. Well, I guess you could go with like the Ice Warriors. You weren't really a fan of. You gave it a two. Mm-hmm. Um. Fury from the Deep, you weren't really that much of a fan of either. You gave that a two as well. That one, those were both six episodes long. Mm. Um, but I promise this one has more substance to it and has actual interesting elements in it. Mm. Um, but well, I I'm apprehensive over it and kind of bracing myself because I know you're not really going to like it that much. Um, me not like something shocking well i i'm my i'll consider it a victory if you rate it a six or a seven like mm. this one i was hoping you would rate it like a a, a nine or a ten so i'm mm. like good the next one it's like i would love for you to love it like i do but i know you probably won't because it's not this tightly knit chaos going on it's more yeah a uh, a planned out sort of uh, story going on uh, of intrigue and such. So, uh, yeah, next episode, the invasion. What's mm. invading? What are they? What what are, what are they invading? Who knows? I'm not going to tell you. The no. DVD cover spoilers it. <laughs> Is it a dollar? Spoils it. Maybe. 
All right. Well, I'm not going to tell you. All right. Well, <laughs> listen, okay. we're recording the eight part next fucking year. So I'm fine. We'll we'll get to it. No, we're not. Oh, wait. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, we are. That's right. I forgot. <sighs> See you next year, dear. See even you next year. Be, even though this is actually coming out in 2021. So happy new year, everyone. Happy new year, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. I hope the new year's gone off with a bang. Bye. Bye.